What's up, Nubians? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive into video games steeped in blackness, blackity black blackness. For those that don't didn't know, Tech Nubians is a live stream podcast hosted by black technology professionals, game developers, ro- robot engineers. As we, we're gonna give you that title now. You you officially have that title. You officially have that title now. Uh, uh, even analog game developers, board games, uh, to making books, role-playing games. And we just want to talk about how you can get involved and be a part of our industry. We have with me today the marksman engineer slash robotic engineer. He's building Skynet on us, Leon. What's up, people? In his Black Mesa shirt. And we have Travis. He's a super duper producer, you all. I'm gonna give him a title today. Super duper producer I don't know about and professional shit talker. That's probably what his real title is. That is true. <laughs> I'll give you that. And I'm Charles. We are the Tech Nubians, and we're here to inspire, sustain, and nurture successful tech creative technologists in the pursuit of black excellence and content development. And we're going to step right into this, the, the, the segments right now. We're going to go into the new can, segment. Can I, can, I, uh-huh. can I interrupt you? Just for a uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, our, 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 our dual, uh, you know, that's our, right. Our dual hostess, I, I forgot. Uh, are, 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 not, are not here today, that's which right. is Janae right. and Cherie. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they are twins, which, you know, usually means you, you know, you, you come into the world at the same time. You know, one Cherie tells you she came first. Yeah, because well, yeah, because at, at the same time minutes. would be really hard and difficult. Um, it's their birthday today, so everybody uh, join me in saying happy birthday to Shanae and Sheree. Happy, happy birthday, birthday. Shanae and Sheree. Hey. Happy All right, and we'll see you guys next week. To you. Happy see you next week. birthday to you. We, we happy birthday. Happy birthday to okay. you. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Uh-huh. Now you uh-huh. see why we need them because we are already off the rails and we haven't. Yeah, no, I should Sheree would have rolled it back in on that <laughs> real fast, <laughs> <laughs> right? But let's get into the news. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to channel my inner Sheree, and that's why I try to be quick about it. Uh, let's get into the news. Uh, Travis, you have some news for us, right? You have some international, you know, news for today. Yeah, you know, look, it's. It's it's been crazy. Uh, if you're if you're developing video games, um, uh-huh. you should you should know that much like much like in America, um, you know, <laughs> this, this this whole industry is half America seems that way, uh, and half China. Um, now, yeah, the UK does fit in the, fit into this, but those are usually your two your, your two biggest markets, and and China, I, I believe, has just gone stark raving mad, uh, in, in in my opinion. Um, mm. Now the Chinese government or uh, is is clamping down on uh, what you can what you can actually do inside a video game. Uh, if if you don't know, your your game has to be screened by the government. Uh, in, in in China in order for it to get wide release, um, and and now they're they're telling developers uh, that you know you need to watch out for excessive violence, you need to watch out for depictions of sexuality, you need to uh, watch out for you know essentially everything that makes a video game uh, 
art um, is, 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 is now going to be filtered uh, through, through this uh, you know, approval board that you, know, you already go through in China. But now they're ratcheting up basically the, the censorship. Um, and I already know how I feel about it. So I want to ask you two guys, like, what you feel about it. Man, uh, go ahead, Leon. You go first. No, no, please, please. <laughs> I, I think it's madness. Um, there's a lot of banning going on in China right now, even from banning boy bands because they're effeminate. Or they don't show the right sense of masculinity for the Japanese government um, to the Chinese government. That includes dancing, dancing and singing ballads. It's like they just want to make a bunch of gangsters out here. Uh, and then they have all these other restrictions. Kids can't play video games more than an hour a week. Uh, kids, uh, uh, kids can't see anything that is reflective of true Chinese history in video games. So if they have violent scenes, so for example. The, the Mao revolution and they showed the takeover of Mao, they would ban that video game. That game would never see the light of day in China. And it could be and accurate. It, yeah. And if you want to get specific, it, it basically there's this leaked memo that, you know, from, from an internal training course organized by, you know, China's state back game association. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was obtained by the South China morning post. And it says it, it reminds developers that games are no longer being viewed as pure entertainment. Uh, and as such, must provide what the state views as actual depiction of Chinese history and culture. That's what you know Chuck was saying, and um, I, I think it's interesting. Like it says, like some games have blurred moral boundaries. Players can choose either good or evil, but we don't think that games should give players this choice. Now, look, games are a medium. Interactivity is a medium. Uh, it's it's you know no matter what you know who was it Siskel or Ebert said it, it's it's not art yeah. I, I just don't buy it right um, anything that anything that you can express yourself through I think is art and I'll be damned if people tell me that what I spent my whole life doing is 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 not art I I think for me that there, there's a dark, evil voice inside of me that kind of admires China. And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, when they first started talking about the Great Firewall and cracking down on, on communications and expression online, I think all of us were like, Streisand effect, good luck with that. And, and they were like, hold my beer. And, and they've been really successful for the most part in clamping down on, on communications and expression. And this is just the next kind of kind of chapter there. Um, you know, I've shipped, uh, worked with games that we, we, you know, shipped through China through local partners. And it was crazy. Like even, even in the chat logs, like the chat logs had to be designed in such a way to export all the chat to a government server uh, so that that server could catalog all the communications. So there, there's some, just there's some crazy stuff at uh, stuff at play, and and they've been very effective in in you, know, you think about how many people are in China and how much user generated content, and for the most part they they've done a great job of clamping down. So I I, I general share uh, you know Travis's uh, concern that this notion that it's not 
that this is art is ridiculous, but but art is also disruptive, and that's what the fear is, right? You know, all you have to do is make a game of Tiananmen Square, which of course, you know, that didn't happen. Um, no civilians were, were hurt. So if you're going to make a game about mm-hmm. Tiananmen Square, you can't have any civilians being run over by tanks. It's absolutely not not allowed. Um, and, and and it's just censorship. And you know, t- to bring it back home. We, we see the same things here when you see books about slavery in Texas that call slaves migrant workers, right? So, you know, yeah. it's less effective here, but, you know, controlling that historical narrative is, is not a new, it's not a new game. Wow. I never, I never really thought of it that way, honestly, but it, yeah, I mean, it just reminds me of that Princess Leia quote, right? When she says, the more you tighten your grasp, the more things will slip through your fingers, mm-hmm. right? Um, if there's anything that I've learned uh, in in interactivity is, is that good luck with your censorship, right? Like if you want it, you will get it. Um, and when you've got a whole nation wanting things, um, they're going to get it, right? Um, and, 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 and it's just it's just a whole bunch of money being spent on things that ultimately won't make any difference. Uh, in, in in my opinion, right? Um, and no matter what uh, you know, other organizations in America do to to tell you what slavery was or wasn't, it's not going to stop the truth. Um, it just won't. And so, look, they can try. I'm 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 if if I wasn't so vested in in just games succeeding as as a whole i think i would take a more perverse sort of pleasure in watching this go down uh the the way that it's gone down but this sort of reminds me of like when we first saw epic and apple start you know and we just went whatever happens here it's going to be ugly right um and 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 no one's going to be happy and i think that's that's what we're that's what we're racing rapidly towards is 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 just an unhappy uh you know, result that that no one is 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 really going to embrace. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I think that's true. I think this. I mean, they're doing a lot there in China, and it's really just to keep the workforce, the improve uh, efficiency of the workforce. People are staying up too late. People aren't sleeping. There's a lot of articles about how China's handling this and why they're handling. It's like, oh, we got to keep people sane so they can get up and go to work in the morning. You got to keep the kids in line so they can learn new stuff so we can send them to work when they become adults. Can, can I, can I, okay. So I want to ask the, I want to ask the room this question. <laughs> but I think it's important that then we can go on, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But um, it was, it was rock and roll. Then it was rap. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's us. Don't forget yeah, dancing. Yeah. We had dancing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the question, so the question I have is what's next? Like honestly. I mean, because I really think this is the final frontier because in a, in interactivity, you know, like that's scary. It's, it's like, self-help. can you expand on that, Leon? Because that that that's that's pretty scary. I, you know, like you just you just held up basically the center of everyone's universe lately. So right, what, but but that, but that's the thing, right? Like you know, oh, social media is, is destroying your ability to interact with others and things like that, right? Like we're we're seeing that in real time right now. So, and and yeah, I think that's not necessarily completely false. 
Uh, but I would also make the counter argument that social media is how I keep in contact with people that live three, five, you know, 12 hours away from me. All right. Yep. So, so it yep. also retains contact. So I, I think, I think like anything, uh, the truth is more complex than the, the one-liner used to, to basically oppose something. And, and to that, I'm just going to go back to my Pat like response to, to that, because I still think it's more accurate than it is uh, not, which is to say our technology is progressing faster than our morality um, and our ability to deal with, uh, you know, the, the nuances of having so many people so accessible to us, um, you know, so, so quickly. Um, And I think it's, it's not necessarily a technology problem. I think it's a, it's a, it's a people problem. Like we have to figure out how to navigate this because it's, Mm -hmm. it's just going to get more immediate. Um, it, it, it won't get less so, right. Information is being exchanged at a level that, you know, people are just not used to. And, you know, and, and, and how do you stop that torrent of, of, of information? And my, you know, I don't think you can, I just think you have to figure out how to adjust. How you plug holes in a boat that's always getting holes put in it. You can't do it. Eventually that wall is going to bust and it's busting. Uh, Leon. You have a story for us. I, I, I do, right? You know, we, we've seen the, the game industry really kind of uh, having this, this, this bad moment uh, in terms of, of diversity and inclusion across some, some fairly large players. And, uh, you know, this week, you know, through a series of, 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 of posts, uh, Bungie made some, some pretty powerful declarations in terms of diversity and inclusion, um, you know, and, and in this case, they really put their money where their mouth is. And, you know, I, I, I think to when the George Floyd incident happened, the George Floyd murder, I'm not going to call it an incident, uh, when, when that happened and when Bungie had their, their release for the next game, that release included nine minutes of silence. And I, I'd never seen something from them that was that was that declarative like I, I have friends that work for Bungie or and have worked for them in the past and I never got the sense that it was a a bad place to work but that was a pretty bold statement because the, the world was looking at their particular game so they're so they're doing it again and and here they're really putting their money where their mouth is because they're killing uh arbitration as a requirement for employment right so that's you so usually when you when you sign up for a, a company or whatever, you're waiving the right to, right to legal representation and you're saying, hey, I'm going to have this arbiter who is basically just the minion of the company, uh, you know, represent you. And, and to waive that is taking a pretty big stand because if they screw up, it puts them in a, in a, in a, in a, a monetary disadvantage. Uh, you know, they've made some hiring for diversity and inclusion. And one thing I think that's that's, that's commonly overlooked is accessibility. Um, and this is something that gaming has really been starting to do a better job of. Uh, you know, Microsoft released uh, their kind of accessible controller a few years back uh, in, in a very open way and dared the universe to, to take the technology and improve on it and do the same thing. Uh, so I think so I think that's really good that we're seeing that. So, you know, I think, you know, to, to Travis's point, where sometimes we're, we move so fast, we're not responsible. I think Bungie is showing uh, a degree of responsibility here, which is which is pretty impressive and, and, and not very uh, not very common. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Bungie, um, you know, from a from a social standpoint and really how they depict uh, their future landscape, 
right? I mean, the saviors of humanity, these guardians are not just all white dudes, right? Um, you know, uh, Akora and, and uh, Zavala are not white at all. <laughs> right. Um, and um, yeah, and so just, just a representation of, of my demographic in Destiny makes me go, okay, well, at least we made it. Right. right. <laughs> at least we can get mm-hmm. to the future. I always, always like, all right, in your sci-fi, are there black people? You know, yes, there are, you know, um, because we never fail to put a green person or a blue person or a yellow person in, in, in there. So I'll be like, where are the brothers and sisters in, in, mm-hmm. in, in the game? And Destiny, uh, since the beginning, yep. um, has been really forward as far as their representation is concerned. And it, it, it seems like they put their money where their mouth is. And you, you, you can't ask for anything, you know, uh, more than that. Uh, when, when you're, when you're talking about diversity and inclusion, I mean, you could, but you know, from, from a realistic standpoint, I think that uh, Bungie's doing a great job. You know, it's sad. They're one of the newer companies in gaming and just in entertainment in general across the medium. And they say that they're forward. That it's not on par. Like they're not on par of everybody else. They're the one that's taking the leap to do it before anybody else really does it. Outside of sports games. Which well, I mean, well, Bungie, yeah. Bungie's been Bungie's been around. Yeah, they have. But yeah. but in their current like a lot of people, yeah, yeah a lot of people, a, a lot of people think that like, you know, Bungie started with Halo. And really, it was Mytho. What was it? Marathon. 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 Marathon yeah. And then um, oh. I know the game you're talking about where you would, bl- you it was the adventure game where you're blowing people up on the terrain and have their formal terrain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, but, you know, whatever, man. They, they've just been, yeah. like yeah. I said, when, when you can when you can represent, uh, you know, and, and, and make people say, look, I know you want to save the universe and everything, you know, um, the fake universe, but yep. let's take a look at the real universe for a second here and, yep. you know, yeah. and, and, and do something positive. And so for that, you know, they get mad props from me. Yeah. yeah. And I think they probably realized something that a lot of studios are just not realizing the demographic of the game player is changing. Well, and, and that's, and that's something we're seeing across the board, right? Remember mm-hmm. when they said we, we couldn't have a, a leading Asian actor, in a in an international blockbuster or 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 a, or a film a, a sci-fi film with an entire black cast mm-hmm. uh, and Marvel figured that out real fast. Uh, well, well, not mm-hmm. not well. How about they? they you know, you, you say you couldn't have these female, uh, you know, uh, based you know superhero franchises. Wonder Woman right. came out, did the damn thing. Black Widow recently came yeah. out, did the damn thing, and and Shang Chi. Which, if you haven't seen it, you really need to see Shang Chi because it was dope. Um, yeah. Is 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 setting records too, right? So, yeah, I I I think that ship sailed. Hopefully, you know, we won't have to hear that as much. I'm, yes. I, you know, I'm not going to be as as ignorant as to think that we won't hear it ever, but as 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 much. Okay, uh, I guess we'll go to my article. And, you know, speaking of uh, companies giving stuff, Epic Games makes child, children privacy services free for developers. Uh, 
So making this parent verification services free for all developers is what Epic's doing. Kid Web Services program allowing developers to verify the identity of parents or guardians when granting their children permission to use features collected that collect personal information. Parent Graph, which makes it simpler to offer verification for other games using KWS. And then they have the minimize personal data processing since parents and guardians is only providing their verification details once. So they're they're actually aligning themselves with, with, with COPA, which is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and they're giving it away. So so if you're a developer, you can make child games. You can you can actually uh, uh and this goes if they give it to you. It goes on all platforms because Nintendo's really strict about COPA laws. PlayStation is when you say that this game is E for everyone, you have to abide by those laws. And here's Epic who provides a game engine said, Hey, we got you covered. Here's another free tool. You don't have to engineer, you don't have to engineer for it, but here's another one. I, I think it's one of those wonderful things where the right thing aligns with good business sense mm-hmm. uh, in this in this place. And uh, I, I think we all can agree that that putting these protections in place for games, uh, you know, is, is is of great benefit. But you know, the le- the legal stick has been swinging at Epic lately. So anything <laughs> they can do <laughs> to avoid taking another hit is is a, is good business uh, mm-hmm. from their perspective. Uh, and then, and then lastly, just allowing you to make more games to more people, right? And broaden your yes. market. That that sells more licenses of their technology. Mm-hmm. Well, and and we play at my. I'm not going to say hatred but my my disdain for a, a lot of things nintendo based <laughs> but i realize that i'm not the target demographic um what i like about this in in particular is um the 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 appeal to a, a wider demographic a younger demographic um leon you work with kids a lot in engineering and i'm sure that in working with kids in engineering, for example, you're amazed at how fast they pick up concepts that probably took you longer uh, when when oh, you were yeah. that age. Um, and um, I really think that catering to a younger demographic in these ways is is nothing but upside for everyone, right? Because you know they they're the ones that we got to pass the baton to. They're they're the ones who like, hey, you go you go do the you know the the next level of harder. Right. Um, and it's encouraging because the more we do that, the better. I mean, I, I had the the um, the pleasure of actually, you know, teaching, uh, you know, kids how to do uh, you know game design and production and, and seeing how fast that kids picked up on tools. Um, like. I'm just always amazed because I'm like, man, that took me like three times as long to, to actually get done. And they're like they grew up in this. They don't know a world where there wasn't a web. They don't yeah. know a world where there wasn't They're all bang, these, uh, you know. Yeah, you I know what I'm saying? So so just imagine, just imagine when they get to where we are, right? Like, I want to live in that world. For real, for real. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to play in a, you know, I want to play in an MMO that, that, that Trey actually, you know, designs and, 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 and so on and so forth, because he's better at destiny than I am. Right. So uh, what, what, what can you do? And yeah. So, so game developers, like, seriously, don't forget about the kids, man, because 
know, that's that's what's next for real, for real. That is what's next. And and speaking of the future and kids, a lot of parents like taking their kids to the movies. And I I picked this topic just because I was read a lot of articles in the last two weeks. People are excited about video game movies and TV shows. We we talked about it where video game movies and TV shows have been horrible and nobody can do it right. But with now with the new breed of, of streaming and media, how the way we get receive our media, people are excited for this stuff. People are talking about going to the theater to watch, for example, the new Mario film, who has an all-star cast voicing it. Yeah, but okay. Mm-hmm. But before you continue, uh-huh. the last Mario movie. They had an all-star cast. <laughs> it really did. We like to joke. Okay. Oh, but those cats were not like garden variety actors. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. yeah, so it's 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 not it's it's not enough. And and I think that you know, if 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 we're gonna really talk about this, I mean, first, mm-hmm. can we talk mm-hmm. about like what we did wrong? <laughs> first before we get to where we got you know and, and okay. i think okay okay i think i yeah well and i think that there's there's two like things that really movie? bug me there's two things that really bug me uh-huh and it's uh, historically number one that you assume because i'm playing a video game i must be 12 years old okay uh-huh. and that if you're making some sort of derivative product based on that that you still think I'm 12 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. That to me just would anger me all the time. And number two, and this is really important. I don't want to play the video game while I'm watching the movie. Okay. And what I mean by that is like, I already know how Mario works. I already know how Donkey Kong works. I already know how those work. When you're making a movie, I don't need to see that on the screen. I don't because I'm not playing the game. Stop trying to make me play the game when I'm actually just passively trying to be entertained. It just angers me. So I gotta be I gotta be Debbie Downer on this whole thing. I hate, oh. <laughs> I hate media transitions. I do. I, I think for the most part no matter what the media is, whether it's animated live action or, or video games to, to movies, it is usually done horribly, right? And, and the, there's two reasons for that. One is that, look, different mediums excel at different things, right? Like the reason why we've, like, reason why no one has gotten Dune right, and we'll see if, if, if they, we'll see this next iteration in a few weeks, is because Dune is like the thickest book ever, right? And it's just, it's full of all this detail that doesn't translate well to a 90 to two hour movie, right? You know, so so each medium excels at that. And it takes somebody that's really good to, to navigate that transition. And then, and the second part of that is that it takes somebody that respects the material, which frankly, Hollywood usually fails at. Like, you know what? I know that this thing is, 30 years old, but I can do better. So you're going to get my stint on it. And then that, that offends the hardcore folks and the hardcore folks fans tell their friends, don't go see it. It's garbage. So, so I, I, you know, I, I've seen so many cases of this where it's bad, but you know, Netflix had a, had a Castlevania series 
which was surprisingly good. But to yeah. Travis's point, they didn't try to, to to rehash the game or rehash the EI, the the UI or the mechanics. They just put the setting and and, and they went with it. But they respected mm-hmm. the the games that came before it. So it can be done, but it's really hard. Uh, and most people screw it up. So I'm I'm looking at these movies that are coming, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested in any of that uh, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's it, when I when I actually, you have to take each medium and figure out like what it's there for, what it does well, right? Extract those things from your intellectual property, you know, the the and 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 really plus them up in the medium that you're in. Right now, because we're in games, usually what we're doing is we're taking a look at a book, a comic, a movie and saying, what are those things that uh, I can manipulate? What are those things that I can actually uh, have fun simulating? And then you deep dive into that. Right. Because you're not trying to tell the movie. Um, you're, you're trying to give someone an interactive experience. And I think that the same thing needs to be done you know, when you go the opposite way, which, which never seems to happen. Right. Like there's a story in Metroid. There's a story in Zelda. Yep. There's a story there. There's, there's, there's stories. Why don't you just use that? Right. Like use the story. Right. Yep. And, and, you know, like, like movies are good for emotion. Movies are, movies are, movies are good for, you know, just straight up storytelling. Right. So do that because games usually are about mechanics that in action tell a story agency yeah right yeah, yeah. you have agency mm-hmm. actually yeah exactly while while when you're you don't you don't really have much of that in 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 uh in in that and so dune is is, is a perfect example right like and i think this is this is why this is why like marvel um and to some degree a, a, a much a lesser degree dc uh, has has been successful lately is because these stories have nuance that that really make things better and you can't yeah you're right you can't do that in two hours right you just can't and and that's why netflix amazon uh hulu you know disney plus have you know because just imagine if like your understanding of the Marvel universe were limited to just the movies now. I mean, we wouldn't have half as much fun as we do now because we have all the uh, the shows. Well, I mean, they they made a, they made a whole animated show dedicated to nuance, right? Like <laughs> that's all. What if is it's like we're gonna take that little nugget that we hinted at. You know, Hank Pym is mad. How mad is he? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And let's and let's discuss that. Uh, right. So so I, I I totally I totally agree with you. And but I I will say and I got to be fair when it's done right it's amazing. So I've been crapping on the Cowboy Bebop live action thing for months. I said I don't I don't need that to be live action. That is my jam. Don't mess with it. And that intro was mind blowing. It was. I was mad about the intro. So I was angry for one reason. I was mad about the intro. Uh-oh. Why is that? Where's yeah. Ed? Everybody says that. I saw I, you know, Net, Netflix always does uh, short seasons. That first season, like five or six episodes. And if you look at the original, I hear it's story, ten. Okay, but if you look at the original story, Ed didn't come till later, so I'm guessing. Yeah, that. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. But he's still in the intro. I need, to, I need to go back and I, I need yeah. to go back and brush up on my bebop. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's so good. I'm, I, I'm I, I, pulled right down the, I pulled down the soundtrack. I've been bumping it all week. That soundtrack. I got, I the, mean, L, I got the LP to the soundtrack. Yeah, so like, here's here's a perfect example of like when it's done wrong too. Like, you remember the, you remember the Doom movie? Oh yeah. Yes. And then they went straight to first, the first person. person for yeah. six now, minutes. If you've made games. You know that that's the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong thing to do to give someone a first-person view that huge in a theater. I mean, are you asking your audience to vomit? Yes, yeah. they are. You know, and, 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 and I'm like, someone say focus. something. Like, someone say something. It's 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 amazing to me how, like, that seemed like a great idea for them, right? And it was just... I was like, no, no, no. It's it's a good example of, you know, when when Bungie was part of Microsoft, um, they pretty much were were Dr. No when it came to to Halo spinoff materials. And 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 it would frustrate Microsoft, like, hey, can we do an animated thing? Nope. Uh, can we do this live action? Nope. Only if you're gonna do it right and do it with respect. Now, now to to Microsoft's credit, since Bungie left. They've continued that care, right? They've been very careful about what they do with Halo because they realize how bad it could go. But I, but I thought they set a good example for them, right? Which is just don't 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 jack up your IP. You know, like the Doom thing just feels like, hey, let's just get some quick money out there and just farm this IP out. And yeah, we'll do a first person scene. Um, you know what it reminds me of, Travis? I know you were a big fan. Remember when Key and Peele had a stint on Gremlins too? And mm-hmm. and they had this guy come in and it was like everybody gets a gremlin and all the Hollywood people were like I want a bat gremlin I want a gremlin <laughs> with lipstick I want a gremlin with whatever and the guy was like none of that's going in the movie and pretty much yeah that <laughs> yeah you know, ended up there yeah. <laughs> so so has there been a has there been a game like. Has there has there been a game translation that has left us satisfied to date? The Witcher. Witcher was good. Touche. Uh, yeah. Wait. 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 I think The Witcher's cheating. Because as a book. Yeah, it was a book first. It was a book first. I mean, I was gonna. Um, that has left us satisfied. You know the the. For me, a lot of it goes to anime. So the the original Street Fighter two animated movie mm-hmm. was good. Um, Dota uh, was good. It's a series though. It's not a movie. Which one? It's a TV series. The Dota, Dota, okay. Dota series on Netflix. Castlevania. Netflix does good with their anime. To to well, speaking of which, speaking yeah. of which, have you seen the trailer for Arcane? Yes. Yeah. Mm. My yes, God, I'm excited about it. Yes, my God. I mean, you know, it's funny, right? Because every time like Riot makes like a, a League of Legends announcement mm-hmm. or they announce a new season or whatever, you know, I'm always like, yo, yeah. why don't they just make a make movie? movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Say, you know, because I'm because like you can say a lot of things about, you know, Riot as a company. But you know what? They get it, right? They they get it, and the amount of artistry 
that that goes into their visual presentation of their intellectual properties, I think surpasses just about every video game company on it. Yes. Right. Like, because they, you, you can tell that these people who are behind those, those, those shots or those movies respect the game. They give you hints of that. Like you see the character and you see them using their superpowers or their, their, their extra abilities in service of the story. And it doesn't look like a mechanic. It just strikes you as badass, yep. right? And so for that, I'm super excited. So I'm like, you can take all this other stuff that's coming out, whatever. I, I just want to see Arcane because I feel like they didn't go somewhere else. They said, we're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where I turned itself into. This is their big breakout that people didn't know they've been building for years. When I was at Netflix, they were building it, trying to build that relationship where we are an entertainment company. We are what Disney is. Yeah. And, and this it, is our first our first wave and forth. They have live action projects on the way. They they, nice. they have they have music videos that I have found catchy where I'm like, you know, hey, that was that was actually pretty good. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, same thing featuring those characters, featuring their abilities. It, it definitely shows uh, an, an attention to detail and respect. And again, this is the first thing I said, you have to respect the property. When you mm-hmm. don't, the inauthentic, you know, it's not authentic and it just, it just, it comes across uh, loud and clear. It, but, but when you do respect it, you know, this goes back to, you know, I think about the Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, right? You know, he respected the hell out of those books. And, and, and that's why the, the movies came off so well. Uh, so I, I think, but, you know, the way Hollywood works is like, it's it's usually all about a particular director, right? When you mm-hmm. get a director, you get to tell your story. And, and I think, you know, Marvel in particular changed that because they said, yeah, you can tell your story within this box, right? <laughs> you know? Um, well, you, you know, it's, it's, it's funny too, right? Because you bring that up. And, and I think that a lot of people like, you know, they, they, they bow down to Kevin Feige and, and I gotta, I gotta admit I'm one of those people and I'm, and, and I'm one of those people because he respects the medium. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And he's in charge. Right. And that's important. Right. It's important that he knows the box. Right. Uh, and, and yeah. And you could tell he's he's a big fan as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And that goes a long way. I remember actually like and uh, you know, I, I'm a big stickler because I've you know professionally been in charge of you know really big intellectual properties that make those uh, that make those jumps it's important that you find that connective tissue between the two mediums so that people can go I feel you I understand that you understand this genre okay and I remember in in in, in uh share your thoughts uh if if you will x2 Mm-hmm. Right. When Nightcrawler went into the White House and housed it, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. he was teleporting all over the place, right? And doing it in the way that he did in the comic mm-hmm. books. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I've ever seen 
that much excitement about a scene in a movie about superheroes until Thor, like, like, uh, like, uh, well, until Captain America grabbed Thor's Mjolnir. Like those were like, up until that point, there was no other parallel that I could, that, that I knew of that, that had everyone going, I knew it. I knew it. Right. Like as soon as it happened, everyone went, Oh, you get me. Yeah. And why, and why not do that? Why not do that as a, as, as, as a person who's trying to capture that magic. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like when, when, because if you, if you read the books, like if you read the Lord of the Rings books back in the day, right. Uh, And you knew why Gandalf didn't want to go down there. Right. Right. You knew why Gandalf didn't want to go down there. And then when the Balrog finally came, you said, Oh, snap, it's on. Right. And so that's an example of what you read in a book. Right. And because you knew that director actually understood what Mm -hmm. was going on, like how epic this was going to be Gandalf versus the Balrog. Right. Mm -hmm. And when it when it finally happened, you were like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I wanted. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far as to say that that's exactly what the mid and end credit sequences do in every single Marvel uh, movie is is they give you exactly that dopamine you know that that you need because you understand that this is what's next and it, they don't even have to they don't even have to step on the narrative so much so that that you're like mm-hmm. you know oh i know what this means well, you know like you know it's it's this hint of a, of a larger universe so so my my son made a comment a few weeks ago um no actually it was it was this week where uh, we were talking about Thanos. And he basically said, well, you know, Thanos was my childhood. And that kind of stopped me. Wow. And I thought about from when he, from you think about that first Avengers movie and that end scene, Thanos has been the boogeyman for him, for his life, for the last decade. Decade. Is yeah. he his Darth Vader? 20? Yes. He's, he's his Darth Vader. That's exactly who he is. And that is what I oh said. Oh my God. Like, he's worse than Darth Vader. Vader. Because we had Darth Vader for three movies. They've had right. Thanos for like 20 movies. Yeah. <laughs> 20 <laughs> wow. movies. So you, so you think wow. about that effect, right? So when, when my son's talking about, he's going to talk about when his dad took him to see Endgame and Captain America picked up the hammer. Right. Yeah. That's that's going to be that Death Star trench run for us or or Luke. I am your father. Right. Like these are those those touch notes. But yeah, Thanos is the boogeyman of his generation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, but speaking of that, that never. I, yeah. That 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 never occurred to me. Yeah. yeah. Like like kids now, they're like Darth Vader. I mean, he's cool and everything, but he don't did like Darth Vader just never snapped his 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 finger and like you have know the, house like the, half the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So yep. so okay so so with 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 that in mind, so what 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 uh what are we looking forward to then as far as games and movies? Before, are before we go, who, there. who's 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 getting it right? Yeah. Before we even go there, I have a friend yeah. who's in one of these big virtual production houses, and he's on mm-hmm. the set with the director. The director needs new tools. They're using Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. 
do y'all think the influence of using video game tools is actually having directors make game properties well? Because he said I heard he said I, I heard him say on the I heard him say on the, the 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 stage, oh, we're making this property, we're making it like a video game. Okay. And he's like, I would never expect a Hollywood director at this level to say that. Like, oh, we're kind of making this like a video game scene. It, it, well, speaking as speaking as someone who a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking you know as someone who is in charge of the Avatar franchise uh, on on the game front, um, my first tour of our facility at Lightstorm. Um, and when the producer, John Landau, showed me, like, how this was done, I started laughing. And he's like, what's funny? And I said, this is a video game. Mm. <laughs> right? This is a video game. And, and, and to the degree to which it's, when, they, when, 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 a, when a scene is shot in Avatar, they capture the volume. Yeah. Right. And, and for, for, for people who don't realize what that means, it's, 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 it's the closest thing that you're going to get to like having complete control over everything in your scene. Right. It doesn't matter how many cameras you have because you have every camera, right. Mm -hmm. You have Mm -hmm. every angle. Right. So once you capture a performance in a volume, you can go back and shoot that an infinite amount of ways. Right. And so that is the that that is the power of modern day filmmaking that 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 you're doing in there is that they give the performance. And after they give the performance, you can go back. And and, and technically film that any way you want to. And that is a that is a that is a luxury that filmmakers have never had until now. now. I think. I think a good way to illustrate that is there there are these guys and I can't remember their channel but they're on YouTube and they're 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 like us but for graphic artists right and what they do is they watch films and they talk about how do they make different special yeah. effects and things like that mm-hmm. and and they were talking about lightsabers right and they were talking about how lightsabers have been have evolved over the years and how originally it was just kind of like just a rotoscope you know thing they were going in in every frame and and they were saying you know now the, the lightsabers because of LED lighting technology are actually like 3D. They light the scene, right? You see the glow of Ahsoka's white lightsabers, you know, in the scene or, or Ray and, um, and whatever his name was, uh, Kyle Kylo. having a fight. And, you know, you see the blue and the red reflected off of their bodies. And there's just, a, there's just this amount of cinematic detail that they can do with that. Uh, that you couldn't do before and you know i think for a lot of people it's subtle but once you see it side by side it's 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 unmistakable the the quality of the experience that you can make Mm -hmm. and then to travis's point it makes it easy to make these derivative materials right if it's if it's all in 3d space and rendered anyway uh there's all kinds of cool things that you can do uh as a result yeah you can do a lot post capture you know, yeah. post-production is so important these days. And I yeah. said, what do you do on the set? He said, we make tools. Well, he said, all of us are known right. as ADs. Yeah. Now we do is make unreal tools all day long. We make different cameras, different tools. We're all engineers. We're all game engineers. He said he has a yeah. 19-year-old who's like uh, this director's right hand. He said he's like Rain Man in making tools. 
He's been playing Unreal since he's been like 15. And this is what yeah. he does. He talks into us. He said he probably couldn't, he probably couldn't order a happy meal at McDonald's because he's not connected, but he's like Rain Man with making tools. He'll tell you everything about the game engine. I mean, think about think about, I mean, what what the Mandalorian is mm-hmm. is straight up it, it, it's 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 straight up video game technology. Well, but but also think about also to your point, Travis. Think about that. That means to the actors, right? It's not that the actors are sitting in front of this green screen. Imagine, you know, you're in this. It's just like, nope, you're on Tatooine because I'm going to put a rendering of Tatooine behind you. Right now, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. And it, like, honestly, like, I didn't like the prequels. Okay, and and I didn't I didn't like the prequels because I thought that basically the human actors were just there for George Lucas to play with his toys. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was always wondering, like, what are you doing from a director's standpoint to make great actors bad? Right. And I think it was because they're creative individuals. Right. And so George Lucas comes on the set and he says, "Okay, listen, you're on this conveyor belt and there's a million of these things flying around doing this stuff. And they, uh, you you know, and and he's giving them he's he's painting the picture for them. And now they have to act it out in their head. He's a very master. Yeah. And so and and so what's happening is, is that they get lost in the, the imagining part of this scene. And not right? living the scene. Versus, and, and, and not doing the scene themselves, mm-hmm. right? And so now, no, look behind you. Oh, snap. It's a it's 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 uh you know, it's it's Tatooine behind me, it's 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 you know Dagobah behind me. I don't have to wonder now. Now I don't have to wonder, I can just react to the things that are actually coming at me, right? And I yeah. think it, and, and and it's why it's why I think you had better uh better acting out of Lord of the Rings, for example, is because they built those sets, baby. Yeah. They built mm-hmm. those sets. And it's mm-hmm. actually, you know, you heard Peter Jackson say the same thing. It's like, I didn't want people imagining Edwards. I wanted them to be there. Or or one of my favorite films, right? Aliens, all practical effects, right? Because the technology wasn't there. Uh you talk about, you know, when the 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 stars were, you know, the the pulse rifles they had. Those were real firearms that were just dressed up to look futuristic. So when they're firing them and there's a recoil, they were actually experiencing the recoil, right? The muzzle flash, everything. So all those little details, uh, you know, they, they matter, right? And and they 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 come across like uh, you know in in a way that is that's that's really effective and it lets the actors focus on the performance. So I too didn't care for the prequels, and you know you can. There people can have arguments about the last three, you know, to their blue in the face. But you know, one of the things really that really strikes me is in that first movie, uh, when when Ray and Finn escape uh from the planet and they have this moment on the Millennium Falcon where they're like, Did you see what I did? Whatever. And there was there was <laughs> there was more emotion and joy in that scene than all three all of the movie. prequels. Mm-hmm. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> the prequels are on empty sets, sounds <laughs> But it goes to what we're saying, right? So here it is: we have directors that grew up with video games, 
And so they respect the medium and they play the medium. Like this director plays video games. My friend's director plays video games. He he loves video games. He said he loves the stories of video games. So he's interested in a couple of video game titles. You know, he prints hundred million dollars on every film he releases. So they're like, hey, what do you want to do? He's going like, to do a video game movie. You know, and that's interesting that we're at that spot. Imagine the kids after us that watch, that stream everything and play every video game and watch anime. What are they going to create in like 10, 20 years? Here, here, here's what I'll say, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the medium of, of video games or, or, or books in particular mm-hmm. allows somebody much more latitude in terms of imagination and the worlds they create because their worlds are not constrained by, by budget, right? So mm-hmm. they can just build something that's truly great. And, and the, tra- the media translations that tie into that, dial into what's important and give people that view of that world are enormously successful. Like look at Game of Thrones, right? Like once it was dialed in and you're seeing that army of white walkers, all the book writers are like, you know, yes, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. We've seen it with Lord of the Rings. We've seen it so many times. So, mm-hmm. so there is tremendous upside if you can thread that needle and mm-hmm. give voice to that vision, but it's hard because there's no, I can write whatever I want, right? I can create a, 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 yes. a vast universe or whatever. And you try to make that into a movie and you're just like, you know, like it's like the walking dead. At one point they were trying to save money. So they weren't showing the zombies like on the, on the episodes. It's just like, wow, this is like a, a zombie show with no zombies. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just people living in the zombie world. Planet of the Apes did the same thing. Mm-hmm. The movies kept getting successful and they kept cutting the budget, right? Yeah. So it's 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 a similar it's a similar okay. kind of thing. Awesome but, book. Well, okay, let's go from the books. What are we looking forward to in video game movies? Let me list some of them to you. The Last of Us TV series is coming. Yes, sir. And they showed the first image of Alien Joe, and I thought that was from the game poster. Me too, like, right? Yeah, I was, I was like, like oh Whoa. my god! They and, you know, nailed I, the backpack. The look, I'm gonna be. I'm trying not to get. I'm, I'm trying not to get too hype. I know I'm stepping over you here, but I, you know mm-hmm. I'm trying not to get too hype <laughs> about this one. And the reason is, is because the Last of Us, the first one, mm-hmm. was the first game in my life that when a scene happened i felt actual rage like i got angry it was the right like was- i have never it made the first scene I like cried. i make games chuck mm-hmm. i have never been playing a game mm-hmm. something happened and i straight up got angry there- and, and 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 for me i was like bravo as, right, so I, I hope they got some of that. Yeah, I, I I went quiet at that. I think it's the same scene. I went quiet. I just put the controller down. And I had tears in my eyes, and my girl looked at me. And was like, "You gonna keep playing?" I said, "No, I'm gonna cut it off." I said, "I'm yeah. killing everybody in this room." That's what I said. <laughs> so she I said, "I'm killing everybody in this room." Was righteous. So, Period. Yeah. As as a parent, I had the same reaction. Uh, I, I've never been more moved by that moment. The rage I felt was real. And then I went and watched my son sleep and just, and just sat there and said, I wish somebody would come in. <laughs> right. So it, it, it was, it was yeah. definitely powerful. So I would say I'm excited at the last of us a lo- as long as it's 
the first one. As long as it's a relationship between between Joel and the girl, if it's the second yeah, one, yeah. I'm out. Because the second one, I hated it. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm sorry, Chuck. You you had a you had another you had some more on your list, but you uh, said Last of Us. And we all the got Last of Us, the Mario movie. I already know what everybody thinks. Sonic the Hedgehog too. Idris Elba is playing Knuckles. Pass. Well, you know, I didn't even, I didn't see the first one, and everybody thought it was cool. And I I, I just remember seeing the trailer, the original trailer <laughs> for Sonic, and I was like, Nah, it man, I pass. Yeah. Like I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Like. It, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. It feels like Honest, a Sonic Honestly, Hedgehog. though, I feel like I probably need to go back and watch it just because the feedback was so bad that they were like, all right, all right, all right. And, th- and they went back and fixed it. Like, I, I respect that, right? I respect that. Like, the, the, the director went in and was like, no, nah, this is my nightmare fuel vision of Sonic. And, and the universe said, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And they changed it because he looked like he looked, they tried to make him look hyper realistic, like a hyper realistic hedgehog. And they were like, you know, that's not Sonic. And you know, they turned into Bugs Bunny again. You know that graphics house was like, this is gonna cost you double to go back and render all of these scenes. <laughs> they had to render every scene. The movie was in the can. Yeah. They're like bring everybody the back for a vacation. Yeah, that was expensive. What else, yeah. what else we got? Uncharted the movies, the movies. And Uncharted movies is supposed to be a series, and it stars Tom Holland. He starts off yeah. as young Drake. I'm a I'm I'm a sucker for a, for for a pulp sort of you know action uh you know story and, and so this 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 might be the indiana jones uh that 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 we've wanted in in harrison ford can't give us because he's 100 he's 100 years old but he's still crashing planes and angry. that's true so yeah so so i'm um yeah i'm 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 excited actually okay borderlands eli roth is the director he's known for cabin fever and knock knock and they have an all-star cast for this. I, that, don't so, I don't believe there's enough there, like with to, to Borderlands, right? Like see, I just don't feel that there's meat enough meat on those bones for for. A but see, but this is a this is a formula that I think can work, which is to say, like Borderlands is out of its mind, and Eli Roth. Out of his mind, paints very well in out of your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm willing to give this more than a more than a sporting chance of actually being cool. When they made it Eli Roth, I was like, man, why didn't they go for Guy Ritchie? That's true. And like Guy Ritchie would push. Guy Ritchie's last movie was horrible, but he would push it there. Young you know who Guy else Ritchie. would have done it good? Who who would have done right. it well? It's 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 uh, who's homeboy behind Kingsman. Oh, I forgot. Yes, yes, he would have done that. Michael Vaughn. Uh, I think yeah, it is. I think that's who it is. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more title, one more title for y'all. We already know Tomb Raider and whatnot. Metal Gear Solid. Only, think? only if before the villains die, if they die for like 30 minutes and say like Snake, my mother didn't hug me, Snake, on on <laughs> the battlefield. Like, there are no hugs, Snake. Yeah, I just I know I, you killed me. Here's the combination <laughs> to the door behind me, so you can go kill all my friends. Stay. Oh my god! I just yeah, I, I I just hated everything about like the death scenes and like like seriously, they're like forty minutes. 
So what? What do you kill two people in the movies over? Yeah, I like. I, I want to skip it. I want to skip it. I feel like I've already seen the Metal Gear Solid movie. To be honest, you know, you know what? I, I'm gonna say this. There, there's a great game out called Dead Cells. It's a it's a roguelite, and there's there's one point where you kill this giant, and the giant's like falling. Like there's a little bit of dialogue. Is the giant succumbs into the lava? just gives you the bird and like it's like yes, yes that is how you go out Man, nice. I, I do want to say because i know where I, I know we we, we need to wrap uh-huh. um and i'd be interested in everybody's answer to this but for me i want to see a gears of war movie how about you? Like, what, 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 oh, yeah. what game? What game do you want to see a movie of? Ooh, what game I want to see a movie of? That's a good one. You know, because Gears of War has my has yeah. You know, I I and I guess we get a lot of this story, but but I'd love to see a Destiny movie. But come on, Leon. But but not from necessarily the view of just the Guardians, right? What else is going on in that universe, right? Like, what else? Like the the fall of man, the the initial invasions. Like, there's there's a lot of stuff on the the periphery, which which I think is kind of interesting. That's that's not really mine. You didn't take the bait. I know I didn't. <laughs> so everybody, Leon actually did Mass Effect, and that would be a dope movie. It would. It would. I'm trying to think. Maybe Bioshock. Okay, they do it right. Yeah, that's Bioshock. A that's a good one. Bioshock. I think it make a better series. I think it make a better series too. Yeah. Maybe they do a series on Bioshock movie. Ah, oh, wondering what would make a really good movie as a video game. Metroid. I think if you do it right, maybe. Mm. That 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 one I'd like to see. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, you you tried, Chuck. You tried. Mm-hmm. You really tried. Yeah, we, we you know you put us on the spot. We had nothing ready. Yeah, had nothing ready for you. you just put us on the spot. Like what movie? Because I, I, I don't I don't think of video games. Movie. I like where they are. Right. Like, like y'all stay you know, where y'all are. Some someone someone put a good one online. Starcraft. Starcraft. That's actually probably a good one to see. I, yes. I, I, could, I could deal with that. Mm. Yes. Because I would say God of War, but no, I like that as a game. That would be a horrible movie. Yeah. But again, it's but again as, a, as, a, as a parent, I, I, I dig that last one. Um, Boy. You know, where, where, you know, go hunt deer. Where is the deer? In the direction of deer. I yeah. dig that. <laughs> <laughs> It's because Kratos it. is the father that we all want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that said, we're gonna leave on that. Kratos is the father that we all want to be. <laughs> yes, boy. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh boy, take out the trash. Boy. Walk the dog. <laughs> Where'd I take the trash out to? In the direction that trash needs to be the taken out. Of trash. <laughs> I can so see that we'll be horrible parents. Yeah. Uh, with that said, I'm going to close the show. 
Thank you for tuning into our show. Tech Nubians really appreciate it. If you want to know more about Tech Nubians, go to www.technubians.com. That's T-E-C-H-N-0-0-B-I-A-N-S.com. Shout out to Digital Click. As always, y'all kill it with the frames. If you like what you see here, the artwork you see, that's from Digital Click. If you like all our ads and promos, that's from Digital Click as well. And if you need anything done, hit them up, Digital Click. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Germ for helping us out, helping my, my technical producer on the back end right now, Rodney, who's also one of the co-founders. Um, thank you for everything you've done for us. And like to say, peace out. Do y'all have any last words? Sinead yeah. and Cherie, happy birthday. Happy birthday again. again. Enjoy it. Have hot girl summer in the fall. It's real. <laughs> Anything else? I think that's good. All right, peace. All right, peace.